0: Welcome back to another week of the AMB Podcast. It's your boy, Young Tamarack, and we coming off the dribble this week. I'm here with some good people because my people are never not good. Let them know what it is, Stare.
1: Yo, what up? It's your boy, Stare, AKA the Finesse fella, AKA Papa Stare, AKA the big homie by the stairs, and we back, so we here, so let's do it, you know? And like Super I said, excited I just, for this week. Yes, like I said, Super yeah, excited. we're here with
0: some good people because our people are never not good. And this week, we low key, not even low key. We got, we got, we got like a, a basketball legend in our area in the building right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jamal Osweir yeah. in the building. Go ahead, give it up for Jamal.
2: Bah, 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 bah. Appreciate,
0: y'all. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. I love what y'all doing here, man. Hey man, thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. And like, uh, we, well, I mean, I know myself and Alistair, we've, uh, we've, we've watched you do some amazing things on the court. So it's, it's really dope to actually have you on this podcast to kind of just talk a little bit about like, you know, that whole basketball pedigree that, you know, that, that you come from. So, um, before we get too deep into the basketball talk, as always, we check in with everybody to see how everybody's been. Um, so Jamal, since you like six hours ahead, uh, what's, what's going on with you? How you been, man?
3: Oh, man, it's been a calm day. Um, Man, uh, we just found out we qualified for the playoffs out here. This is my third time in my career, uh, in a seven-year career, that I've qualified for the playoffs and uh, with a team that they didn't think that was going to make. We were picked last, actually, in the standings, and right now we're standing at fourth. So it's been a pretty good year. Um, I'm with my son. Man, that has changed my life completely, seeing him grow up. Um, And I'm currently in the most difficult time in my life, playing ball overseas during this pandemic. You know, you gotta imagine not being able to do anything stuck in a house, you know, on a on a schedule that really pretty much doesn't change. Six days a week you're playing basketball. So man, it's just been kind of tough, you know, with the family over here. Kind of feels like you've been in jail, but you know, I give everything to God, you know, for us to be here alive, smiling when a lot of people can't be the same, you know, we just thank him and you know, we're just happy to be here. Hey, and I'm sorry, uh, what, what, what country are you in again? I'm in Italy right now, man. I play in Rome. I live in Rome. Well, we live in Rome. Excuse me.
0: Damn, that's kind of lit.
3: <laughs> that's Damn. so this, this is my second year in Rome, and I've played in Italy for the last five years. Damn. Nah, that's lit as hell. That's what's up.
0: And you're in like one of like the better like European countries too. Well, I mean, maybe not like race relations-wise, but like just like I feel like overall in comparison to some of the other places. So that's definitely dope. Um Alistair, what about you though, man? What you been up to? How how things how things been?
1: It was a good week for me. I can't lie. I uh, got my vaccine shot, the first round of it. My arm's a little sore. Uh, it was cool. Uh, my mom had successful surgery, so she's back and on um, the mend. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what else? What else? What else? I'm um, just cooling. You know, uh, the stimmy hit. I was a little late. I I didn't get to enjoy <laughs> all the stimulus memes like everybody else. So it came nah, out as long
3: the- as Joe got you with your bread, that's, that's cool. That's why I was like, no, Yo, Did, no, did yours get mailed? Did yours get mailed, no. or did you get your direct deposit?
1: I got direct deposit.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So when it, because I wasn't ready for it, so I was like, Damn, my stimmy's late. I want to go get something to eat. I was like, Oh shit, let me check my account. real quick. Oh, this stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good week for me. I can't lie. Uh, right now, Nami's in New York, so I'm just cooling in the crib. Me and Kayla, uh, and yeah. It's pretty much it, it's pretty much it. How about you, co-host? Uh,
0: you know me, man, I live a pretty boring life, bro. So I, I ain't really getting into too much. Uh, The most exciting thing that I would say that happened is that uh, we went to the DMB Cypher uh, that took place yesterday, um, hosted by uh, Steve Wells or Mules, however you want to pronounce his name. Uh Technically it's Wells. Uh, but yeah, man, he put together a dope Cypher. Um, obviously, you know, Nate Joel, King P was out there. There were a few other artists that I have not heard um, that were pretty dope. Black Row was out there too. Um, But it was a pretty good vibe. There was like random people pulling up. So it's just dope to see somebody trying to, and he's not even like from here, but him just trying to cultivate like a culture um, in terms of like music in this area. So that was pretty dope. Um, Other than that, man, just, you know, trying to find a way to blow Joe's good money uh, that he gave to us. Um, So yeah, man, I just, uh, I've been cool and I'm getting ready to go on a couple of trips, about to go to Atlanta, about to go to LA. So um, just been, uh, just been prepping for that, man, trying to get my gear right so I can look good in the sun. Uh, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it, yeah, man. I, I've been trying
3: this summer, man. I, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, we're not holding right, back. I Hopefully I can get the vaccine too uh, pretty soon because I think at a certain point it's only going to be Johnson & Johnson left. I don't really know if I want that Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Yeah, I had that yeah,
3: I heard they only got like, a, yeah, Pfizer's good and I heard Moderna's good, but Johnson Johnson, like what, 84% or something like that I heard?
0: Yeah, which I mean yeah, is a B and it's is. passing. Like if we was in school and you got like an 84, you'd be like, damn, all right, that's cool. Yeah, like. Straight, I, yeah. But like when it comes to like putting like a shot in your body, that's supposed to like prevent you from like getting a uh, disease that can kill you. Eh,
3: you I feel a little bit wanna go with the higher. Right,
0: right, 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 right. It's like if a doctor would be like, yeah man, I got B's in school and the doctor's like, yeah, I got A's. I mean, so like who you want to treat you? I mean, well, the nigga who got the 94%, you know what I mean? Like, so, but other than that, like I said, I've been, uh, I've been good though, man. I can't complain. Um, I'm living, I'm blessed. Um. But yeah, I guess with, uh, without we further... Hoop. We hope Oh, we did hoop, we did hoop, and not your level, I don't no. know.
1: Don't worry, don't worry. You ain't got nothing <laughs> to worry about. But like, <laughs> um, we we was out there, you know, stretching the legs, felt good to be outside. I have a hoop. Yeah, my body's not made Here. to hoop, bro. You say what? So my body's not made to hoop, bro. Mm. Mm-mm. Cause you're turning yeah. yourself into a boulder, Bryce, with your lifting. Nah,
0: the thing is, bro. People, I'm not even like I don't I don't weigh a a whole bunch or anything like that. I weigh like 170. Build your muscles.
1: Richard mm -hmm. James taught me that one. Who? Richard James. Richard James. The goat. The goat. goat. We taught you a
0: say that again. Say that again.
1: It's the way you build your muscles. Like if you build them to just be like strong, you're just gonna be strong. That's it. You're not gonna be mobile and like agile and like shifty and shit like that.
0: I'm always gonna be shifty, bro. I'm African. Okay, Bryce. That's never going away, though.
3: <laughs> Where you from? Away, Where you
0: man. from? Uh, Ghana. West Africa. All right. Yeah, I like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, West Africa. Yeah. So, shifty boys all day. Uh, Terrible at shooting, though. Terrible at shooting. <laughs> but I take it to the cup and, and blow a layup, for sure. I take it to the cup and blow a layup. <laughs> um, but uh, um, Alistair, man, uh, to kind of get us started. Well, I don't, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to just jump straight into it, or do you, do you have a, a question to pose uh, for the? Uh,
1: I mean, it's a light one because it's recent news. Like it literally just broke uh, yesterday. Um, the Nets are just—they became the Monstars. Just want everyone's quick take on that. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is now going to be a Brooklyn Net, along with Blake Griffin and KD and Kyrie and Harden. So it's like, it, are we just gonna simulate the rest of the season, or is like, is there still like a reason to play?
3: Uh, man, look, I, I'm I'm a fan of the Nets, so uh, I need to bring, I need them to go ahead and bring that home. I'm not oh, I don't really want to see LeBron in the championship. Oh, I know LeBron, blah, blah blah blah, he won in the, in the in a in a in a in a COVID. Bubble season. I don't really count that championship, but oh, you, know, man. On, you know, so I'm oh. glad to see Katie, Katie coming back with one. My man Kai, you know, and James Card, who really, really deserves one. Man, I'm happy it. That's all. They don't really need all this added talent. We being honest, but you yeah. know, might as well make it quick. I guess this is ensures that the game, the series will be over in four, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Okay. I was telling Bryce yesterday when the news broke, I was like, if Braun. Can steal two games. Just two. It ain't. He has a shot of winning it. The crazy thing is
0: he could do it. He can do it. He could do it. Could do it.
1: Could do it. Man. Man.
3: Nah. That boy's gonna get he, he gonna get slapped around out there, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest. He's gonna be four and ten in championships.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's too much firepower, bro. But like, yeah, yeah. it's too it much. Is, firepower. It's
3: too much. You can't you can't you can't beat you can go to anybody down the stretch. You can't double nobody. You know, you go inside the Lamarcus, you can go outside the James, the Kyrie, the K- it's just too much. And they all can shoot. It's not even like you can just damage you. They all can shoot. And they all can end the game. You know what I mean? So it's just this just physics telling you that the game, you know, this season is pretty much decided in my opinion, man.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think it's just a, again, it speaks to, to the to the greatness of, uh, of Lebron for people to have to feel like, all right, well, like you know, let's let me just like jump on like this bandwagon and like get together with this squad so we can bring a championship because we already know who we're gonna have to face when we get there. What can we do to make sure the odds are insurmountable in our favor against Lebron James? And I feel like that's what the with the Nets have pretty much done. Um, granted, I do feel you on the James Harden thing. I think he should he should get a championship, but. Um, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like what I'm seeing. I mean, it's just Blake Griffin ain't dunking like two years now. He's dunking all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. James Harden had a fat suit on, and then the, uh, for some reason he was in shape after like a week of hooping, which was crazy to me. So, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I like the, the the fugaziness or the facades that everybody's putting on to get to to get to the championship.
3: Man, but- and we we're in an era. We're in an era where the players control their destinies. They control their careers. And I actually, you know, I, as mad as I was. Six seven years ago, however long my uh, Lebron decided to go to Miami, I'm happy to see it now because as black mm-hmm. men, like we get to decide what we get to do, and we're not gonna be yeah. villains anymore. Because you look at you know ten years ago, if you talk about I wanted to trade, they probably out you in the league. You know they don't they don't that's they would. You know you look at the NFL, like that's not a thing. You know what I mean it's not it's not a thing in any other any other kind of major uh, sports. But the NBA's you know uh, uh, very progressive and. Uh, progressive kind of sport, you know, for them to be able to do that and control their own careers, I'm happy about it, man. I'm just really happy to see it.
0: Nah, yeah, it, it, it's super dope. But I mean, again, hopefully my man LeBron, uh, I need him to just get one more ship so that we can really solidify the, the goatness uh, that, that is LeBron. Uh, it's looking real. It's looking real <laughs> Memphis bleak it's right not, now. I don't oh, know oh
3: it, let, me, let, me, hey, let, let me, let me, let me, when you say goat, what you mean by, by goat for LeBron? Like you think he's the best ever?
0: I think if LeBron were to pull off another championship, um, yeah, like if you combine in terms of what he's done outside of basketball, what he's done within the game, uh, yeah, I just couldn't really see it. I couldn't really see it any other way. But I really do think it's dependent on that additional championship. Um, Because what LeBron had, he has what, four now? Three?
3: Four. Well, three. Three three and 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 he had one with the... He has a two with an asterisk, but I'll give I'll give you that he got two with an asterisk, but that's fine. I'll, I'll let him get this. Wait, what's the other one with the asterisk? Is it, is Lock, it the, the lockout The lockout. Okay, okay.
0: Um, yeah. Look, man you you can only you can only play with the circumstances that are provided to you, bro. You know what I mean? So. That's a fact. You
3: know, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we I,
0: won a championship in, in in a bubble. You'd be like, man, we we won it. Like, hey, nobody nobody it. We didn't. I'm, yeah,
3: I'm taking it. I'm taking it for sure. But what I will say about LeBron, though, and I'm so I'm so glad you said it, the one thing. I, I'm not. Some would say I'm a LeBron hater, but I'm not here to go uh, back and forth about sounds that. Sounds like you about to slander right my man. No, no, but what I will say, though, what he is able to do off the court for people, people like us, man, honestly, there's been no uh, athlete or celebrity who's ever done more than LeBron. You know what yep. I mean? So, like, that's what I'll give to him. Like, off the court, he is the GOAT, you know, when it comes to just Major League sports. But uh, on the court, he's, you know, he's Mount Rushmore, but he's, he's number four, in my opinion. He, you know, you got Michael. Well, I, I would honestly say Kobe, rest of the piece, but Michael Kobe and in uh and um Bron. I mean, I feel like there's no
0: there's no really like super wrong way to answer that question as long as you include I I would say the right people as long as you're not out here like I don't know putting like Mr. Larry Sophie, Bird in your top five.
1: Larry Bird, yeah. Barkley, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, I mean, I feel it, I feel it. But to, to shift gears, um, some might even say that you were part of like a Monstar squad um, at one point, right? Um, playing at Springbrook, the, the the low key, again, basketball powerhouse in Montgomery County, man. Um, I personally, as somebody who like stood on the sidelines and watched like the games, it was just like, damn, these niggas just like, they dunking in games, like they, they're wilding out. Like, tell us a, a, about like, that whole experience in, like, in being at, like, Springbrook? Did you know it was a basketball powerhouse before you got there, or was it something that, it like, developed over time, or...? Hold on,
3: I got I to gotta, I gotta jog that part of my memory. How long ago was that? Ages. Uh, yeah, man. But, um, you know what? When I was in middle school, um, growing up in an African household, you know, basketball was literally never number one. You know, we were nope. taught to do other things, you know, and basketball was... No basketball was always a punishment whenever anything came up, you know, so... I wasn't really so invested, even I didn't play basketball in my seventh grade year, but my eighth grade year I ended up making a team. I didn't play at all. Some will actually say I really wasn't I suck. Like if you ask my friends now they're like, oh, Jamal sucked in eighth grade. Jamal sucked in seventh grade. You know what I mean? That's what they'll tell you. But um when I told my high school coach, Mr. Arkitt, I'll never forget him. He worked at Sherwood now, I was like, yo, yeah, I'm going to Springbrook. He was like, Oh, you going to Springbrook? You'll never make the team in Springbrook. You know. Damn. And from then on it was like, you know, I don't know what clicked in me. You know what I mean? I went to go play um, summer league JV I made the team that year um, then you know from then on like I was like I killed that summer league I killed my freshman year my sophomore year I was on varsity and even then I was still like you know pretty green when it came to what was going on around me like what was I knew what Springbrook was I knew what paint branch was and Blake was but I didn't know about you know the, the matas the, the you know WCAC conference that you had right. the the PG County side of things, you know, I was still so stuck on Montgomery County. But then I, you know, that my sophomore year, you know, we were pretty decent. I played with Dave Brewster, Dave East, you know. No, excuse me, Dave East was the year before me. I was a freshman, but I got moved up for the playoffs, so I played with him that freshman year. But um, my senior, we had my sophomore year, excuse me, we had CJ who led the charge as a ju- as a junior, I believe. Yeah, he was a junior. They didn't make it then. Then we then junior year, it all started when they brought in Jeremy Williams and Munda Williams from DeMatha. We got Brandon Davis from Wheaton. We got Ziai Hurts They went to DeMatha
0: first?
3: Yeah, Jeremy Williams and uh, Munda- Damn. They went to DeMatha first. Yeah, so then like, I don't know what it was, but everybody wanted to come to Springbrook and then um, that was all she wrote, man. That junior year was crazy. Um, we went 25 and two. We were, we went to, uh, we went to, we played Thomas on that, I man. And honestly, you know, people don't really talk about him much. You know, he stopped playing ball, but CJ Gardner was like, he was a god in high school. He was a god in college, but people don't really know what he was in high school, man. In high school, that kid could like, you know, the only word that really fit him was electrifying. You know what I mean? That guy was 5'10", but, you know, he played like all he niggas, bro. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it was crazy. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, he, he was just, you know, the, the crazy thing about him, he never worked out, man. Like, you know, some, you know when you look at a basketball player, you think that, you know, he put – Yeah. Yeah, man. You put – you you think you put everything into the game. Every summer, he's just doing him. You know what I mean? Doing music, chilling, vibing, you know what I mean? But when it's time to play, oh, my God, you would want nobody else by your side but him. So, you know, he led that charge. Uh, our junior – my junior, his senior year. I remember, I'll never forget, we were down by 18 in the third quarter. And uh, I mean, me and Jeremy were like, man, we got our senior year, man. We ain't really tripping about this, like we did. <laughs> oh, nah. You feel me? Like, no, that, that was really a conversation we had in the backcourt right. when we was down eighteen. And then Munda went off for sixteen in the second half. We ended up winning that game, sixty-one to fifty-seven. That's a score I will never forget. And um, then my senior year, me and you know, we the Willows is what we call it, but that's where Jeremy Williams lived. And you know, we you know we we, we were uh, we were all there. You know, we were just chilling. CJ was going to South Alabama. Munda was going to Pfeiffer. And we were, we were uh, me and Jeremy were like, we're going to be better next year. And they were like, man, how y'all going to be better, blah, blah, blah. Senior year came. You know, we went 27-0. We went to double OT with Walbrook in, in a stage semifinal. We beat Wise in the championship. And, man, ranks number two in the post. We we were doing things that year we never thought we could do, man. Like You know, you lose CJ, you lose Munda, it's like, you know, theoretically, you're supposed to get worse. You know, mm-hmm. but so many people stepped up, man. Brandon Davis, we brought in Zaid Hurts, we brought in Deshaun Walker from Kennedy. You know, these players are D1 players, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. want D1, You know what I mean? Chris Carter, was, we had five seniors, man. It, it was crazy, man. And a lot of stuff went on that year that people really don't know. But for us, to really have gotten through that and to win a second chip was just crazy. You know, 27-0, and 0, like, the only team in front of us in the post was Montrose. We were better than the Masters. We were better than, well, on paper, we were you know, by, right. by the uh, standings, we're better than Matt, man, all these teams that were, were, you know, covered around the way, you know. So, man, that, man, that was an amazing year, man. Amazing year.
1: I was actually at Montrose when uh, Deshaun tried out, and they were like, he was too raw. Really? Yeah. I remember that. Cause too I, I, raw. I was like, yeah, he was too raw. I remember that practice because he just, he was some light skinned dude pulled up, and I was like, yo, who is this nigga? I'm, I'm a bench warmer. I'm like, yo, all these niggas getting recruited. I ain't getting no PT. I got another nigga I got to compete with. That's crazy. <laughs> but like. But what
3: they didn't know uh, is Sean, Sean was raw, though. Sean was raw, but a little too raw. But he, cause he played every game like he was on the street. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, going through, goes, going through little the little Montrose egg. drills, yeah. going
1: through the Montrose drills, we got test ball and triple threat, sweep through, a hard dribble attack. Like, it, it didn't look as clean as it should have. So in a yeah. tryout, it's like, eh not really gonna bring you on but yeah that's crazy damn
0: nah that's really crazy though so like it basically sounds like at one point like a flip kind of like i said a flip a switch kind of just like flipped and everybody was like all right let's like flood to like springbrook and like let's like i guess find a way to win championships but i mean i also feel like one of the big things about like montgomery county basketball is like size right in comparison to like a school like dematha or like uh uh Paul the six or whatever, like but any of those teams like they end up having like some kids that are like almost seven foot, like six, nine, six, ten, but I feel like there was like a lack of size in Montgomery county, but like again, with like y'all at Springbrook, y'all managed to like find guys with size, like where were you guys finding these like is is it just like a hooper's network where y'all are like all right, like this thing is six, nine, like let's hit him up, let's get him to come down yeah. there bro
3: well, you know what man i um I say this, Coach Myers, who's the head coach right now at Springbrook, he was his assistant when I was there, but he we always consider him. You know, the man behind the man, the man who got it done. You know, he was the one calling the plays. He was the one in the in the in the gym in the summer, you know, it wasn't really pro, which I do give credit to Crow for even being at the helm of all of all of this. But Myers did his job. He did his job. You know, he did his job as a coach. He you know, he went out there, he I don't want to say recruited because, you know, that first and foremost at the league, he did not recruit, but he made Springbrook basketball appealing, appetizing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we were the like well, Blake actually had the, the the nice Nike gear too, but you know yeah, we were the ones who kind of did. they had they had they 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 the first that came through with the you know when they first had the tight jerseys with the, the drop back jerseys yeah yeah you, they sure. came through first with that but but uh Myers before that I mean he just made it a feeling you know he was kind of the coach I just remember like you really couldn't get in the gym in Montgomery County in the summertime unless you was coming to Springwood. you know what I mean he committed to his players. You know, he committed to working. You know, and, and trying to get you above and beyond. You know, uh, uh, where you were at that moment. You know what I mean. So I think he just made it appealing. That's why everybody wanted to come in. Nobody, you know, the the better side of things was you, you was coming to a public school that played like a private school, but you didn't have to pay the money for a private money school. You money. know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, you really can't beat that.
1: What was your recruiting hmm. process like? And why'd you pick LIU?
3: Um. Man, this is a um, uh, this is a crazy story, man. Um, so when I played in the state semifinals my senior year, uh, they had just told me I was I made first team all met, and um, at that point I was shocked. But and then I had heard that John Thompson from Georgia said go see Roscoe Smith. I had 27 and 14 in the state semifinal, and I had never forget I had that voice enough about Two months, bro. I, I he called me. He was like, he he was like, yo. Well, he ain't say yo, but he's, he's like, hey Jamal, this is, Thompson, <laughs> this is John Thompson from Georgetown. This is John Thompson from Georgetown. Uh, I just wanna let you know that uh, I came here to see Roscoe Smith, but man, you blew me away with you know how you play, your talent, your poise, blah blah blah. You know, talking like that. He was like, I want to bring you on campus as soon as possible. Damn. So you can imagine, there's a kid from Montgomery County. I live in Burtonsville, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, yeah. I, you know, the mid-majors were the thing, but it wasn't really, you know, high major. Like, you talk talking Big East, Big East. Like, when the Big East was really the Big East, you feel me? Like, I'm like, I'm telling everybody, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm going on a visit to Georgetown. So I went on a visit to Georgetown. After I went on a visit to Georgetown, I went to Xavier. I'm um, um, That's in Ohio. Um, but they had just made a coaching change With Chris Mack who was the coach. I think Chris Mack is over at Louisville now. But he was the coach then, and they wanted me as well. So I went on those two visits. I went on a visit to Ryder, I went on a visit to Mount St. Mary's and LIU. I used all my five, man. I was about to, you know, right. I, I'd say any high school two, right. Well, you only, five? Five year, yeah. you only get five? You only get five. You're only
1: legally supposed to get five.
3: Yeah, yeah. there you go. Why is there a hat? Oh,
1: I just showed up. Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the NCAA is crazy. You know, we know that. But. They're uh, trying to block niggas from shining, dog. That's all that sounds yeah, I, like. me. I'm mean. telling you. That's right. I'm crazy. telling you. But you, so when I went on a visit there, I played at Georgetown. I played over at Xavier. It was good. You know, there were a lot of ten it wasn't no full offer. They wanted, me, at that point, they were telling me that if you go to prep school, we're going to sign you on a spot. And at that time, I had a college girlfriend. She was one year ahead of me. So it was like, I'm tired of being a boy. I want to go to college. I can't go to prep school. <laughs> so, um, after that, I visited L.I.U. I visited Ryder. Honestly, bro, L.I.U. was one of my favorite visits. Like, you know, like, L.I.U. from when we went there. But as a high school senior, uh, and I went there, and I saw the talent that was in that building. And I saw, like, I went to the Vena Lounge. They had a party at the a Lounge. They had a, uh, they had a um, probate. They had, uh, man, like, they had so many dorms. I'm like, yo, the only thing I did not like about um, L.I.U visit the only thing was going to Conley and I slept in uh, remember Kyle Johnson they gave me their room mm. and uh, their bathroom was terrible like honestly I tell them that to this day I still talk to Kyle I still talk to Tron. I'm like yo that bathroom was terrible that was the only reason I wasn't coming to LIU and I told Fair I was like yo yeah that's for real I told my the coach at the time Jim Fair I like, yo I'm, I'm not the only way I would consider LIU is if Xavier and Georgetown are off I told him straight like that at, jun- at Junior's for our, our last meeting you know I gotta be honest and he so understood he was, like, be- here, he was like yeah he was like yeah, but that's he was like, like "That's fine." Mean? He he was like, "That's fine," but here's the papers. Just let me know if you want to come in. So, damn, that's crazy.
0: That time, that, that's like telling a girl, like, "Yo, I, I I fuck with you," but like, if these other two jokes, like,
1: <laughs> if, they, if they fuck with me, <laughs> like,
0: I'm gonna have to get at you later, shorty. Like, yeah, damn. But he took it. He was like, "Yeah, you'll be back." <laughs>
3: yeah, that's, he was confident too when he handed me yeah. those papers. So I went. After that, I went on a visit to Mount St. Mary's. That was my favorite visit because for reasons unexplained that need to stay unexplained, but uh Mount St. Mary's and my girlfriend was coming back to um she was coming back to Maryland. She was she was one to score forward, she was coming back to Maryland, she was going to University of Maryland. I'm like the best thing I could do is go to Mount. So at that point, um everybody kept calling me. It was around prom time. And I was like, you know what? I'm I decided I'm going to Mount St. Mary's I'm not taking any more calls and I'm calling that coach in the morning after prom and I'm gonna go there. So the morning of the prom, we wake up in a hotel room. I get like 10 voicemails from my AU coach. He's like, answer your phone, dumbass. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, whatever. Listen to all the voicemails. Well, it's Milan Brown, the head coach of, uh, of Mount St. Mary's. He's like, look, man, you took too long. We're calling you. Um, we want to know what your decision was, but uh, we had to give you a scholarship away. Man, when I tell you, my heart dropped. Because at that point, every other school, St. Bonaventure was gone, Wider was gone. Well, I had called at the time to see them sit there. They were gone. The only school left was LIU. And I went to LIU. I just chose LIU. That was the only choice Damn. I had. Damn. Shit.
0: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It might have been different if you went to Mount St. Mary's, though.
3: And, and, you know, it's no coincidence. It's just so crazy how things happen, man. And, and you know, I wanted to be home, but it took me to New York. But I it definitely would have been different because Milan Brown left one year after that. Okay. My, my freshman year, he left. He went to uh, Holy Cross, and then after that, Mountain wasn't, you know, the Mountain no more. They had okay. just won the NEC, though. They had yeah. just won the NEC the year before, but, you know. All right. So how'd you how you end up
1: convincing CJ to to leave South Alabama to come to LAU?
3: So I didn't really do the convincing, man. Like CJ was already transferring from South Alabama because he didn't really like it. The coach wasn't really messing with him down there. Nigga, it's so South was, Alabama. He, he just, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But, you know, they were good, man. They had some grown men over there. But, you know, she did with being 5'10. He just really didn't really fit in that conference. So he was already in the transfer portal. And then uh, Jim Ferry, the head coach at LIU at the time, hit me up. I just after I signed. He was like, yo, he was like, uh, I see your from CJ's leaving. I'm like, yeah, he's not, he's not really happy. I that, he was like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to need you to do this for me. My Jim, Jim Ferry was an Italian. It's tie in through and through. So everything is ordered. It's not asking you to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like calling on. You know what I mean? like, So he was like, I'm going to need you to do these things for me. He was like, I need you to set up an open run. I don't care what gym it's at. Just make sure I can sit down. I'm comfortable. Uh, make sure CJ's there and I want to uh, see how he can play. This is how he's talking to me. I've never, I've just met him one time, but this is how he's talking to me. And I'm, anybody who could talk to me without, would just meet me one time. It's just like, all right, I'm going to just do what he wants. You know what I mean? If this is the kind of coach he is. I'm going to just do what he wants. So I set it up. We had like a five on five in uh, East County Rec Center. When CJ came through and CJ did what CJ does, and they signed him on the spot. You know, it was like, we want you. And, you know, CJ had to sit out a year. So they knew what they were doing, especially with the fact that Jay Tona was a senior point guard. They brought CJ in to kind of learn from him and uh, take whatever knowledge he can to prep him for the next year. So that's what happened. Damn. Wait, so damn.
0: So you can just like set up in like a, a an open run and like niggas just put up. None of this is legal. None of Okay, illegal. all right. There, there, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Because I was just like, <laughs> what, like? But that's even wait. So like, is the transfer portal like a real thing where like you can like log in online and be like, all right, what players are like leaving their like their schools or like?
3: Nah, I mean, I, mean I don't release, know now.
1: Yeah. No, once you ask for your release, like, unless you already have someone that you've been talking to illegally, because NCAA don't let you do shit. Like it's it's pretty much like uh free agents. It's like, oh, this this person's a free agent, he's leaving yeah. Yeah, It's public information.
3: That's it nowadays. Okay. That's it yeah,
1: nowadays. No, That's my question. Uh, yeah. yeah. So at LIU, you guys once again, that was another Monstar squad. You had Jason Breckman, <laughs> one of the all-time NCAA leading assist guy. You yeah. have Julian Boy out of Texas, you have your boy CJ, and y'all, y'all managed to rattle off three championships. Like, when you when you sit back and think of those squads, like, what comes to mind? Oh,
3: man, uh, college in general was just a different time. It was a happier time. I'm, I just think perseverance, man. Because um, a lot of people don't really, you know, you, you were there, so you saw, you know, you were able to see a lot of things that happen off the court, but, you know, there were so many things unaccounted for in that season. You know, a lot of people just see the 27 and 6, the 25 and 8, and the 23 and 12, you know, and, and the championship banners. But, man, the things we had to do off the court just made that so much sweeter because it kind of confirmed that hard work really does, you know, win. Ch- Matter of fact, I'm talking to ch- a champion right now. Like, y'all, Cheers. the track Cheers. team was... The Cheers. track team... I I know, like, hype you know,
0: them up. Hype them up.
3: No, not for real. though. Like, you know, I, I forgot what, you know, what y'all were doing at the time, you know, and. You know, and I'm sure you can attest to the fact that, you know, it's sweet on paper, but it's even sweeter when you really get in between the lines. You know, when you are, when you think about the, the countless hours you spent, you know, running through the sand or, you know, just starting over because Rich didn't like your form or like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you get in trouble. So you got, uh, you know, I, I remember one summer, I mean, I, yeah, one, one time, second semester, one of my years. I was running every morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I came back late from home. And like, I was even considering quitting the transfer because I didn't like that. You know what I mean? I <laughs> don't want to run that much. Like, <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I don't like to run that much. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, it just meant so much to kind of just see it through, you know, and um, I don't know. I just think about perseverance, man. And even as senior year, people don't really know. Like, we, you know, we got into some trouble, you know, and, uh, we didn't know if we were gonna come back to school. Like we didn't know if we were gonna be allowed back into LIU. And uh we ended up we ended up coming back. We got suspended for like three NHC games, conference games that were very important that we ended up losing. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get to finish first this year because we lost three off the bat. Me, CJ Troy and Julian. We were out. You know what I mean? And um to winning as a third seed, you know, I don't know, man, just perseverance, man. That's 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 the word I would use to describe that you know, those, those years in my, uh, LIU.
1: Speaking on your perseverance, 2012, Julian gets hurt. Julian's out. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's pushed on you to be the the leader of the squad. I mean, of course you had your help. Of course you had your your teammates, but you stepping up into that role. What was that like?
3: Um, you know, Julian was always somebody that we can depend on. I mean, he was the player of the year. He was, uh, he was like, the lifeblood of the team, if you really look back. You know, he was always the funny guy. He was always the, always the one who always laughed. We didn't really take things too seriously because at the end of the day, like, you know, to be able to be, you know, in this position that we were, you know, it was a good thing. But, like, so losing him at, I think it was at Rice, he went down with an ACL injury. Huh. Or maybe a game up there. I'm not too sure. You know, if everyone, I remember, you know, so you know Zaid Hurst. Well, he must be peaceful in Maryland, too. He went to Quinnipiac. And I remember he told me when the news went out in the NEC, everybody was like, the coach. Oh, was like, this yeah, this like- <laughs> the they like he, he, he had a meeting at Quinnipiac with the, with the team, and he was the coach. Uh, Tom Moore was like, the NEC's wide open now. You know, everybody was like, L.I.U.'s down. You know, they're down to the player of the year. They can't do it again. Damn. We were, you know, you know we, we had lost three games already. Everyone thought the NEC was wide open. And let me tell you something about myself. I went to CJ. The next game, I think we played Manhattan. I went to CJ. I went to his room. I couldn't sleep at all because, you know, when you've when when you when you've given so much to the seniors before you to win championships, and now it's your turn, for all these things that have been going wrong, I just couldn't let it define my senior year. They got theirs. Our seniors, the seniors before me, got theirs. It was my time to get mine. Like, you know, this is the way I want to go out. I don't want to go out. You know, underachieving because that's not what I deserve. I gave y'all everything I had. and I'm gonna give them everything I had. Mm. So I went to see that. I was like, "Bro, like, I need you." You know, I kind of like I brought like I I can't do this on my own. I'm not asking to do this on my own, but I need you. You know, I, you know, I need you to commit yourself to this team. So boom, from then on, it was kind of the me CJ and Brickman show. Um, we took off, man. I, uh, that, and then come championship time. We had beaten Wagner at Wagner by 20. Then we came home for the chip where we belong because the last two years it was at LIU, we thought we wanted to go on a roll. You know, we, we came back home and it was like, I'll never forget my, my, just the way I felt that waking up the night before, I didn't really get much sleep either. And it was like, you know, I, at that time, I had actually just, had just broke the all-time leading score record too. So it was like, there's just no way I can lose this game. You know, and I knew going into that game, I knew everybody was going to be honing on me. I just looked at CJ. I was like, "Bro, it's your show." I, you know, I you know we brought it in the team. Everybody went out there. I held CJ back. I held CJ back. I said, "Bro, it's your show. You carried us this far. Yeah. You know, just take us over the finish line." Bro, I'm mean, here to help, but but it's your show. Yeah, CJ scored 33 points. Bro, 32, 33 points. He went off.
1: My man was oh. god. Cause they used to, yeah, say, there used to be like rumors that like, yo, in the opposing locker room on the whiteboard would be like, yo, number zero can't shoot. Like don't, don't fall for any of the big, yeah. like he's going to have to drive. And CJ was pulling it. He was going to the cup. He was going he to the line. crazy, like, bro. Yeah. now nah, went but what's,
0: crazy. I was going to say, what's, what's really interesting is, um what you said before is about how you couldn't, you said you couldn't sleep. And I think that's mad interesting. Somebody like you play basketball for a really long time and you've played in like big games or in big moments before. But like for you to even feel like I right, like a little bit of nerves before a game lets me know that like you're human. Like you, you, you like everybody yeah, else. Nah, from, I ain't. Bro. Like it ain't, yeah. it ain't no different. But like that's really crazy. I would think about all the experience that you've had hooping like it would just be another game and it'd be nothing to you.
3: Nah, even today, today, like we had the game we needed to qualify, man. Even going to the playoffs, you know, this year, like I still get nervous. You know what I mean? But that's not the kind of thing that's really gonna hold me back. Honestly, I think nerves help people. You know, they keep you on your toes. They keep you, you know, you keep your switches going. You know what I mean? Because you know, you never want to be too relaxed. You know, and and it's a fire, man. That's a it's a fire inside. And I know, like, being nervous kind of ignites that fire for me.
0: For sure. And I'm sorry, Alistair, you, you were getting ready to say
1: something, though? Oh, yeah. Um, I have another LIU question. Um, so, y'all were the only Nike's team. Like, everybody else, you know, you had to wear the Adidas or whatever you were mm-hmm. signed to. And, like, I just happened to be in the stands and noticing y'all footwear every single game was that heat. Like, CJ yeah. would pull up in the in the brands one game, and now he got the cool grade. So, there was like a little rumor like, were y'all getting
3: reimbursed for these shoes? Nah, nah, man, not at all. But you know, oh, but man. you know, but you know, you know, um, Fulton Street right there, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and and we knew, like, so it wasn't about getting reimbursed, but we knew folks there, like, you know, dudes who worked there. So it's like, it wasn't really too hard to get whatever snakes you really wanted to get. You know what I mean? And, they definitely loved
1: y'all. They loved y'all. They
3: yeah, really? it, it was, it, Brooklyn was hot.
1: Anytime we had the little the warm ups, they'd be like, yo, y'all play basketball? Nah, I run track. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs>
0: Damn! <laughs> oh,
3: dog! Nah. nah, the track team got love, man. Hey, look! If you talking to you, got you got a legend on your podcast with him, man. Like the track team to be a part of that, like even Simon, man, the coach, one of the most beloved people on that campus was his head coach. Like to this day, I love Simon. Uh, he Simon was the kind of guy that if he saw me in a gym shooting by myself, he would come rebound for me. You know what I mean? Like Damn. that's one thing about LIU that people don't really understand. It was so family family oriented. Like in that sense, where like, Simon wasn't just a track coach. I, I call him coach because he felt like a coach to me. You know what I mean? He was always full of wisdom, always filled with happiness, and he did his job better than anyone else on that campus. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. That's why. That's why he always had the results that he had. He always had someone going to the nationals. He always had a always. Uh, relay team going somewhere. We were winning championships, and yeah, that's why
3: I got. Hey, I, I, got I would like
1: that, mind. bro. Because I was recruited out of high school. As I always say, I was a walk-on, so it was like, yo. Uh, he told me straight up, he was like, yo, you compete and you score at conference, I'll give you a scholarship. My first year, because I had the greatest high school coach of all time, you know, uh, shouts to Coach Sims. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't get the <laughs> uh, speech that everyone else got. So I was ineligible, so I had to sit out a year. So now I came back. So I came back with Brendan... And Jojo and all of them, and I was just like, "Yo, I gotta compete with these dudes. I'm going to get the scholarship. I don't care." So
3: yeah,
1: yeah. And then I, I think the first year we fell short, and then after that, it was like championship, 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 regionals, 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 nationals. The
3: crazy part is I don't even remember y'all ever falling short. Like all I ever remember was every year that I've been at LIU, the track team won. And Making all I really remember, at that, yeah, home with the NEC F- 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 banner, yeah, yeah, literally like always bringing home trophies, always bringing home the 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 most outstanding this the best you know it was just the track team was the track team man. Yeah,
1: we squatted we were squatted. But like yeah, speaking man. on uh, what you said about the family aspect, like we were always supporting each other. Like we were going to basketball games. They even showed up at the armory uh at track meets um the volleyball girls were always good people. people's like
3: man, yeah.
1: Definitely family. Yeah.
3: Soccer yeah, team too, girl. man. Soccer and team T- too. TJ, TJ the head coach of that man, that was another TJ was another coach that, you know, would help me rebound from time to time and you know help me with certain classes. Man, that that man, LIU was great for that. Like, I don't know how much I support LIU now. Like, no shade to that. Man, I just don't really like the Yeah, But I'm forever a blackbird, man. Forever. Yeah. Like that always mm. is embedded in my heart for the things that you know I was able to accomplish over there. Yeah. I am. Well, so
0: to, to kind of follow it up, we're we're currently in uh March Madness, right? And so one of the things that you got to do while you were at LIU was participate in the probably one of the biggest television broadcast that goes on for a month, which is, you know, the March Madness tournament. Talk a little bit about that. What was that? What was that like? Did they give you a bunch of free shit? Did they like, was there people running up on you? Like, oh my God, Jamal, you're in the tournament. Like, uh, sign my tits. Like, what, what, what was
2: that like?
3: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was, uh, my first year was, you know, it, it that's every college hooper's dream. Like everybody wants to go yeah. to, uh, March Madness, you know, and I think we were in, uh North Carolina the first year. And, uh, it was, first of all, first of all, it was amazing to, you know, um, hear your name called out as a 15th seed. You know what I mean? Like we weren't even a playing game that year; we were a 15th seed. And then there are rumors talking about they matched up because there are politics behind the matchups. Like these aren't random. You know what I mean? So there like, was rumors they wanted they they matched up with UNC because they knew that we were such a high octane type offense, and they were as well. And uh, I don't know if you were able to catch the game, but as you, you can see, like we scored in the 90s yeah. with a team that had Harrison Barnes. They had uh, John Henson, and they had um,
1: Kendall, Kendall
3: Marshall. Yeah, Kendall Marshall, Tyler Zeller. Like you talking about all pros? They had four pros on that team. You know, Dexter Strickland was no far from any of them as well. It was starting to go. So you know, it was it, it was just great to be able to experience that. It was so it was surreal at the time. You know, um, you know, family. Everybody's calling me. Yo, can I get a ticket? Can I get a ticket? Um, we gonna drive. We don't, and you know, no, Carolina, not about just about six not seven too hours far. away. So yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So. People hopped in the in, in, in the car and they drove down and to come see me play. You know, it was just cool to be able to be on a court with that kind of uh talent with the with Roy Williams. You're talking about, you know, a Hall of Fame coach. Coach. You know, yeah, even yeah. after that game, he came up to me and was like, Man, hell of a player, man. I love your game. I knew you were gonna be a trouble from film and you show you know, you showed that then. It was like Did Roy Williams just just <laughs> yeah. you know, just say that. You know what I mean? Um, but honestly, man, uh you know it, it was amazing we didn't get a we didn't get a chartered plane that year but my my junior year and my senior year, we got a chartered plane to Ohio both years uh you know yeah. and that speaks for itself anybody you know i still have the picture you know i was in my 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 uh, my lime green phone posits, you know real DMV type dude you know what i mean yeah. He kicked up on a chartered plane you know it was just like you know it it was crazy you know it was enjoyable man you know you enjoyed every second of it man
0: Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I can only imagine when it's like going to like a North Carolina and going to the tournament. I mean, I know it's expected and it's regular, but like in comparison, like you went to LIU. Not saying like LIU is like small potatoes or whatever, but y'all are a D one program and you get to get on a chartered plane. Like I don't know, man. I know hey, look, all your something. relatives in Africa were proud. They were like, Ah, Jamal, <laughs> well done. You
3: done well. Hey, the first time I ever ate at like a an expensive restaurant because you know, again, I'm a young boy, I'm a sophomore, but 19. We went to Del Frisco's that day. The first time I ever tried calamari, they went oh, crazy. Damn. Like, you know, obviously it wasn't on that like program anymore. NCAA was, pay- NCAA was paying for everything. So we eat fancy. we get a private room. I'm, I'm over here like, you know, I did not know this, this kind of world existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, that's the kind of life, you know, it was to really make it to, uh, you know, March Madness. Damn, nah, that's what's up
1: um mm. so you you spoke on your your lime green phone posits something that i definitely i'm not gonna say struggle with, but like it was a it was definitely an adjustment period like transitioning your high school fashion and oh, high school you living I think in you talk York. about
0: this all the time <laughs>
1: like <laughs> so when they, when you go to new York they're rocking the i got the the fox tail keychain off the yep. belt loop i got yep. the the uh the Alexander McQueen sneakers it's like so what was
3: that what was that adjustment like for you? Well, bro, you know, you know, nothing, you know, a lot of for like Maryland, we don't really I, like I I took it personal. I didn't want to change for nobody. I wasn't gonna come in there and compress right. you know, NYC Brooklyn type style. You know what I mean? So I came in there with my phone. I had the pearls, I had the lime greens, I had the pines, I had uh the eggplants, you know what I mean? And I wore them proudly. You know what I mean? Like I, I you know, I wasn't gonna hide, you know or try and change for nobody. I, I wanted to know, I wanted everybody to know, like I'm from Maryland and we wear prone poses, We wear New Balances, 9-9 nine, nine shoes. But that's how I came in, you feel me? But you know, it was strange seeing them wear whatever they was wearing back then. I and mean, honestly, my freshman year, I, whatever Jake Tono was wearing, you, that was, it was garbage. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was garbage, you know? So, you know, they love, they it all big. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, I couldn't. fit it over the ear. Uh, I don't know what they were over, said, there. Oh, over, I over they the was, ears. Okay. Nah, for real. Fittings over the ears. The brand. Look, I take <laughs> an hour to talk about how they dress over there, man.
0: Nah, that's wild. Well, I mean, again, again speaking of transition. So, I mean, you, you, you got the opportunity to, you know, you went from Springbrook. You go to uh, LIU. You guys develop a, a championship type of program, basically. Uh, you get to play against, like, these high-profile schools in, like, North Carolina. You talk to Roy Williams. Um, after your 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 basketball career at LIU, were you like, all right, like, cool. Like, next step, obviously, I got to work on getting into, like, the NBA or something like that. What was, like, what was the, the I guess, the moment where you were like, all right, here's what I got to do next?
3: Um, well, after the, um, we played James Madison in the playing game my senior year, we ended up losing. I lost in right after that. You know, it was a lot of, like, chatter here and there. You know, agents used to hit you up throughout the year, whether it was on Facebook, whether it was on uh, IG. Even IG wasn't that popping at the time. But Twitter, whatever it was, you know, you had a lot of agents on your line. So right then and then, and I had got invited to Portsmouth as, like, a senior invitational camp. You know, you had all the NBA scouts there. You had um, agents from all over the world um, coming over to see 60 seniors play and compete, you know what I mean? So right after that, I had to transition straight into pro mode, you know what I mean? So I remember I had chose my agent at the time, which was Sean, Sean Kennedy at Excel Sports over in New York. And um, he got me with a pro trainer, um, Ross uh, Ross Burns in New York. I used to work out at um, this fancy club in New York. Like I would take the train right after class. To be honest, I didn't really go to too much class after uh, the championship. I wouldn't. You know, I definitely. wouldn't have either. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'm to say,
3: you know, school wasn't why I was here, and I'm, you know, I'm here because of basketball. And at that time, I needed to put everything I had into the into the uh, becoming a pro. So I was working out about three times a day, man. Whenever I can get in the gym, I was in there. You know what I mean? I was at my best. I, you know, physically right after the season you know what i mean um at that time i had worked out with uh i had a couple of pro workouts with the Celtics, the knicks the nets and the fourth team the Celtics, knicks Nets, philly and and uh in dc you know so i was locked in in that too like you know you, you're talking about you know a kid from montgomery county who gets to you know, go to an NBA, work- that's nothing. you know, everybody looks forward to, you know, you hear about NBA workouts, you know, I was able to do that, you know, so that's what I was worried about after that, and um, I was just locked in, you know, I had just uh, actually gotten connect, uh, contact with the Nigerian national team as well, and they were competing in the Afro basket, so that summer, I didn't even really have to myself, so I'm going from pro workout to pro workout, you know, in the gym, out the gym, then I had to go to Florida for training camp with the national team, where now you, I'm, I'm on a national team with Al-Faruq Aminu, Ike yeah. Diagu, um, so many different, you know, pro athletes, at, not just in the NBA, but you're talking about Ben Uzo, who was also in the NBA, but at the Europe level. Like you're talking about EuroLeague type players, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell Giannis and, uh, to come home. Man. Tell Giannis an- to come home. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that boy, man. I don't know why he thinking Greece and blood is Nigerian, but we don't got we don't yeah. really got to get you know, man, together, come on, I don't know what's up with him and Vic. Sometimes they, they kinda Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah they be playing. You, you know, but I'm telling you, but uh, you know, I'm going to the national team now and now I'm learning on a whole new different level because now I'm with people who've done it. People who can kinda map it out for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we go to the Ivory Coast, um, and uh and you can imagine being able to compete with your you know, the blood, like, you know, we're talking about Nigeria here. This is the blood that runs through my veins. Man. You know what I mean? Like the pride that went into all of that was unbelievable. You know what I mean? And, um, that's when they had called me and told me that, uh, one of the top teams in Italy, this is now the top league in Italy. And at the time, they don't really sign rookies. And, uh, they had told me the team name was, uh, it was Cantu, two teams, Cantu and Cremona. They wanted, they wanted me, they wanted me to decide. And I had chose Cremona when I was in the Ivory coast and, um, yeah, and most people don't really know this about me, but my first year, when I went to Pomona, I was diagnosed with a heart uh, uh, ailment. Um, they thought I had, uh, what was it, HTM, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So I didn't get to compete that whole year. They actually had told me that I was supposed to stop playing basketball for the rest of my life. You know what hey. I mean? So people don't really know that. Yeah, so that whole year, from after my senior year, I'm home back and forth between New York and Maryland, going back and forth to doctors, trying to figure out what's going on. And because again, you gotta imagine, through all the success that I've had through basketball, I've never in my life ever heard that, you know, I had something wrong with my heart. And to tell me that I couldn't, now, I got a phone call from the doctor. My mom is on the phone with the doctor trying to get my results. The doctor's telling my mom, oh, uh, he's 18, you can't, or he, well, obviously I'm over 20, I've been 18, but I can't tell you my information, like HIPAA, you know, HIPAA laws and all that. Yeah, yeah. My mom got me on the phone and was like, well, he's on the phone now. She put me on three-way with the doctor, mind you. Oh, I'm man. taking my then girlfriend to work at the time in New York. And uh, he tells me, so I said, what's going on, Doc? He's like, well, I want my higher-ups to look at it first before I, you know, come to any conclusion. And, you know, at that point, I'm like,
1: oh, that's shit. never
3: good news. Yeah. Right? So we're in the middle of the street in a car. It's a green light. And I'm like, just what would, you, what would be your diagnosis? And he's like, well, I would tell you never to play basketball ever again. <laughs> he told me straight like that, just like that. You should never. If it was up to me, you should never play basketball ever again. And I was just like, "Excuse me, like, what do you mean? Like, I've been doing this all so like, my. This is what I know. This I've been, been fine. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, this has been number one. This has been the number one thing in my life up until now. And it's time to make money. And you telling me that I shouldn't play this game no more? Are you crazy? I said, like, I, this man, like, are you are you crazy, Doc? Yeah. He was like, let's not rush to any conclusions. He's coming on Monday. Why is a Friday. Let's co- coming on Monday and we'll we'll talk it out.
0: You was on Axel that whole weekend. weekend.
3: Man, what? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you can you I'm in New York. When I, I can't do anything else, but I'm trying to fast forward time. I'm trying to get in contact with Dr. Strange to see if he can do something. <laughs> and, you know, like, nah, <laughs> these are thoughts that's going between my head, but like, you know, and uh, I went to the doctor on that Monday and I'll never forget. Um, I was, you know, bumping gospel. I'm like, you know, Everything gonna be okay. You know, I'm singing along, you know, I'm I'm up there, I'm shouting. You would think I was going crazy in that car. But I was five minutes away and I just busted out of the tears because I just knew something was wrong, something wasn't gonna go my way. And uh we got to the office, me and my agent, and uh the doctor said yeah, I used like a and at the time it was like notorious doctors, uh, who I guess specialized in cardiology. He didn't really even give my case. Two looks, you know what I mean. He looked at me. He looked, it was like one of those, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you have a, a HCM. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? He says, um, well, this part of your heart is uh too big, and you shouldn't play basketball anymore. And I'm like, I'm just sitting in the chair, stuck, while my agent's over there taking notes. And I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out what's next. Like, you gotta imagine. Like, I didn't have a plan B. Like, I'm not, you know, I didn't know what to do. You know, um, you know, part of me fell into like. I don't really like to admit it, you know. Uh, but I was depressed, you know. You gotta imagine, you know, as much success as basketball has brought me, mm-hmm. it just wasn't fair. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm it wasn't fair. That's how I felt. So we talking about a whole 2013 where I'm sitting on a couch. I ain't like I'm six six, two hundred and twenty five pounds, and I'm working at a at a front desk in a um in a doctor's office. You know what I mean? Like that don't make no sense. People, everybody would come in like.
2: You're too big to be working here. What
3: are you doing here? Exactly. You know what I mean. But people don't know that. year changed me. Like it humbled me, man. It brought me closer to God, man. It was, um, it was honestly probably the what I needed. You know what I mean? Like I remember, like when people had heard from school what was going on. Kenny Onyetsi. that's another player that we didn't get to mention on that championship team. That you know just speaks volumes about what we were able to do there. But he he was just like, man, this is God telling you. You just need a break. You know what I mean? I put so much, like you know I, you put the team on your shoulders for so long. You just need to relax, take some time, and you know. At that time, I wasn't trying to hear none of that, man. It was time to make money, and I needed you know I needed to do that. Like basketball was. That's at the end of the day, like I love the game, but we all know we do this because we want to be able to provide, yeah. and to exactly we want to live that lifestyle. You know that comes with being a pro athlete, and I was kind of being denied that. You know, and I you know. It, it, was just, it was hard, man, but by November that year, uh, you know, they were, uh, the doctor had called me back in. There was a specialist that came over from the Netherlands, and he specialized in the heart, and he specialized in HCM, and he was like, you know, he, they doctor called me. and said, come up to New York. Do we want you to talk to this doctor um, because my case was special. The doctor came in, and mind you, this time, I had kind of, I was transitioning in terms of my faith. I was giving everything to God. Like, everything was kind of, I was kind of let, letting everything go. You know, and then I got that call and I'm like, I don't want to kind of spiral again. So I was really hesitant to go up there, but mm. my spirit talking, my spirit told me like, just go here, what he has to say. Me and my mother went, the doctor was like, um, I don't know what that doctor told you before, but this is no definitive proof of HCM. And we, we would love to run more tests if you had yes, time. Yes, sir. Like and so I that dropped to was my he didn't know what he was talking about, my G. Man, I got you. Man, <laughs> bro, I dropped to my knees. I gave thanks. And at that time, it was like, pour everything into this faith. Because clearly faith works, you know? As an African and a Nigerian, you know, I lived. I lived in a household where Christianity was all around you to the point where it was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, it, it was kind of like taken for granted. You know what I mean? Right. I would I say I would, you know, I would say like, you know, thank you God or like, it, 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 but it wasn't genuine. You feel me? Because you didn't feel it. at that point you was didn't so, feel it exactly. Yeah. Everything was so sweet at the time that you know you could just say it and go about your life because everything's going to continue to be sweet. You know, this right. is my first time where I ever had trials and tribulations, you know, and 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 when I saw the product of my faith working, oh boy, I started offering <laughs> like I never offered before. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, was, I was giving everything into it, you know, because I wanted, I wanted this back. I wanted, because I was promised the fruits of my labor. You know what I mean? And I wanted that, you know, but I needed to get right on this side before I get right on this side. And ever since that year, I was cleared in July of 2014 to play basketball uh, competitively. And ever since that, you know, everything's been good, man. Everything's been, uh, yeah, you know, that's why I give it all to God, man. You know, I, I wouldn't be here without him.
0: So I got, I got to ask you, especially with, you know, being like a black or like African, African African-American, I think a a lot of us like be like afraid to like go to the doctor, like if we find like something's wrong, but like what prompted you or what even got you to the point to figure out that there was like potentially something that was going on with like your heart?
3: So when I was in Cremona, man, like, um, they, you know, they do physicals, you know, they do physicals in college, but it's nothing, it's not as extensive as it is in a, in a professional realm. So when I got over there, they had me like doing, you know, that's when they connect all the things to your chest. You're on a bike, then you're running, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing like, um, so that that's the usual way. Like, so when they did that test, they realized that my numbers were off and my EKG was off. So they were like, okay, we need to do more tests. So that's when they connected me to a heart monitor. They did, uh, they're doing breathing tests. They put me back on the bike, but I had like this tube in my mouth where I had to breathe in a certain kind of oxygen, you know, and then, each test led to another test, which led to another test, another which test. led to them saying, like, okay, well, to an MRI, which kind of was their thing. They were like, well, there's something going on here that life-threatening and that we need you to figure out before we can sign you. Sign so that's you. when they sent me home. And at that point, I was like, man, they're trying to just get rid of me. Like, they don't want me here, whatever it was. Then it all didn't become real until... Because at that time, they, so when I went to the doctor in New York, they were like, if you can get the doctor in New York to, to clear you, we'll bring you back and we'll... we'll uh.'" The contract will be valid. That's when I went to New York and I went through all the tests, and I'm thinking like it's just another run of the mill kind of thing. Like, cool, doctors don't clear me, and I'm going back. And uh, as I, you know, explained before, that wasn't the case, and uh, that's the only reason why, the, you know, the whole doctors thing came Because before that, you know, I would go to a regular cardiologist, but he would just say, you know, you have an abnormal EKG, which is fine. When you talk about African people of African descent or even Caribbean descent, it's natural or normal. To have See that. Uh, an EKG that, you know, abnormal, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why, but that's just what we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's our build. So that's what prompted all the doctors. Like, nah,
0: so yeah. like I said, he said, he said we're better athletes. That's why.
3: No, nah, that's real though. <laughs> are, but nah, it, that definitely
0: people. plays a factor into it. Cause like I said, something similar like that happened to me too, where I was like, all right, I had an EKG and you were just like, yeah, this is like abnormal. We can't read this. Uh, we need you to like do some additional testing and all that. but. Um, Not nah, like definitely like that's amazing that like it managed to work out for you because like there's like stories of people who have like heart problems and like they are on the court and they just like kind of pass out and drop dead like literally in the mm-hmm. middle of like them working out or whatever they're doing so yeah definitely like it, it worked out in, in the long run for you and you're pretty blessed and fortunate Um, but yeah, for to sure, take man. it from from there you know you you get cleared you're back and you can play what was it like transitioning into like being like a, a pro basketball
3: player. Well, I came back with a vengeance, man. I'm telling you, like, as soon as I got cleared, man, the first thing I did, I went from the doctors to the court. Like, I didn't even take time to go home first. You know what I mean? Like, now that's how serious it was to me. Like, it was like, I needed to get back physically because you're talking about now, I was 225, 66, 6% body fat. I was like 255 for that whole year. Like, I fell off. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of like, it was difficult because my body wasn't kind of, in go mode anymore. You know, I was in, you know, uh, whatever I was doing at that doctor's office mode, you know, I, you know, so I need to kind of get back into it. So I didn't know. So when anybody hears heart problem or heart situation overseas, it's kind of a red flag, you know, so I was kind of scared in terms of what I could do job wise or where I could get. So um i got to belgium and then the whole same thing happened the same thing in italy happened when i got to belgium but luckily my doctor so we i had collaborated doctors from um from home from and i went to johns hopkins they had an acm center specifically for what was going on with me to clear me of all of that you know so and you know johns hopkins is johns hopkins so they collaborated and they came to yeah they came to the conclusion that you know that he can compete and then from there um everything changed. Like, um, how can I explain that first year in Belgium? You know, I was still in college mode. Like, I didn't understand the pro the, the pro game compared to the college game is 100% different. A lot of people can make the leap easily. You know, you, you, you for me, you, you're special when you can do something like that. But those who can't, you have to work. Work in a different way, though. It's not working at 100% speed, 100% like, uh you know, physicality. No, the pro game is is more so kind of breaking it down into days and the weeks into what you need to hone in on. Like I came over there faster than everybody, stronger than everybody. And I thought that was going to take me over to home. No, what the team started doing was sagging off me because I I didn't settle. Cause I didn't, I didn't need to shoot. You know, now when you talk about scouting at a different level, uh, Jamal wasn't as uh, weaponized as he was in college anymore because they've taken what he can do away from him. And you're talking about a more physical game. So now, I'll never forget the day my coach decided to bring everybody in and he called me out. He said, Jamal, he was like, you're working and you're not working like you're a pro. You're working as if, you know, the game was given to you kind of thing. And I took that personal. I started running after practice. Like uh, at the time, my ex-girlfriend, she had lived with me in Belgium. And um, I started like running after practice. Like what I mean, like I would run around the neighborhood. I would get to practice early. I'm taking 50 shots before, 200 shots after kind of thing. You know what I mean? like trying to really get to where I really needed to be physically and, you know, with my jump shot. And halfway through the season, everything changed. Like, my stats changed. Like, I was averaging like, eight points in the beginning. They actually wanted to cut me. But uh, after that, uh, I started averaging about 13, 14, moving to the starting lineup, and everything took off. And then that's when I learned the program. That's when I learned how to kind of take myself to the next level. And then after Belgium, I went to Italy, Italy to Israel, then Israel back to Italy, and ever since I've been here. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's, That's lit, the bro. What's place
1: you played, like in terms of a crowd?
3: Oh, uh, say they again, to hear you.
1: Where's the best pro and like crowd environment that you played in?
3: Oh, Rieti, man. Rieti, when I was in Italy, um, my, I was like, I was like 26. I was, that was the year I played with Zayid overseas. Um, we played in Rieti together. So the same guy I played with in high school and I played against him in college. We ended up playing together as a pro, which was actually really like amazing. But uh, that crowd was relentless, man. You talk about a crowd that filled up the stand every home like nobody wanted to come and play us at home because they knew that the crowd was that intense. you know what I mean? I'm talking about a crowd that would throw things at you um some you you, you know yeah. some might spit. some some people would leave saying, oh, the, oh somebody from the crowd spit on me like that's the kind of energy they 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 gave um every home game, man so Rietti was hands down probably the uh crowd wise the best place I played. So I gotta ask you
0: about, uh, and this is something that I noticed because I had a you know a cousin who played soccer overseas, uh, Joe Jao, who played in Germany for a little while. Um, but one of the things he always talked about was like kind of race relations in terms of like being black um, in like these like European countries. Like, what's your experience been like from that perspective? Has it been like a pretty smooth transition, or has there been like moments where it was kind of like, damn, these niggas is racist. Like, I can't fuck with it.
3: Uh-huh. No, nah, I've never really ran into too much trouble with stuff like that. I mean, you know, you get your looks. Like, when you walk outside, being six anywhere in black, in a country that's mostly white, like, you know, all they do is stare. Like, I'm, you know, sometimes I get annoyed with the staring, and I'll stare. Like, I, I, they stare at me, i would be like, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, just to get them off my back. But uh, there's been one time we had, like, a um, a friendly game against a team, and me and one of the point, uh, Italian point guards, the Italian on the other team, got into it. And he had like called me a monkey or something like that, you know, and you, you you don't really need to ask me how I reacted after that. Like the game was over for me. You know, at that point, I wanted to put him on his back, you know, in any, any way possible. So needless to say, I found out um, putting him on his back. And uh, after that, it was a big exchange afterwards, you know, I got ejected and I tried to get him in the locker room because, you know, stuff like that, that's never really, I've never really experienced that. And, you, you know, that's not basketball to I me. Mean, you don't need to be like that. And if you're gonna be right. like that, you understand the repercussions that can happen after, and that's you getting hurt. You know what I mean? So, you know, that was the only time I really, you know, experienced anything like that. But other than that, man, uh everybody I've ever played with has always been cool. You know, uh, we hang out off the court, you know, we go out, we drink, we have fun.
0: Okay. Damn, is it I gotta also ask though, like in terms of like your uh your extracurricular activities off the court, like your like your nightlife or like your life in general that you live outside of basketball. Like, do you feel like you have the same level of like fun or like comfortability overseas that you do when you're when you're home? Or is it just like you're making do because of like where you're at and like you find things that work.
3: Oh nah, nah, I ain't no make a do it one of the people don't understand fun. Until you come to cities like Rome or Milan, man, when I, when I tell you Milan is probably my favorite city in the world. And I've been to a lot of different cities, you know, even at home, like LA, you know, it's fun. Miami's fun. Houston is, it can get crazy too. When you talk about somewhere like Milan as a 26 year old black man, you know, you, it's, oh my God, man, it's incredible. I I, I, I swear to God, man, that nightlife in Milan is crazy, man. Like even in Israel, when I was in Tel Aviv as well, man. The night like I would when I was in Tel Aviv, I was young, I was single. I would go out every single night. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, Friday. And I'm talking all hip hop. Not no tech no, not all hip hop yeah. music. You know, you could find a different club on any night. And that's how Tel Aviv was. That's how Milan is. Every Sunday night in Milan, man, it, it can get crazy. Now like my life is calmed down so much now. You know, I live with my girlfriend now and I have my son. Yeah. But um those days where you could go out and have fun, man, those nights unforgettable I really have unforgettable nights uh going out in Milan and in Rome and Tel Aviv and all that so Damn, even so. when I was in Rome the first time uh I was we had, we were the only team in Rome at the time so um I was the only black guy you could say
1: I'm about to say
3: <laughs> the only black guy on the team so when you go out like you know what I mean like I just say they love black guys Right. <laughs> like, you know, so it was like it it was it was great, man. It it was amazing, bro. It was amazing.
0: So do you see yourself uh staying uh stationed, I guess, overseas or like because I mean obviously like you said you have your son now, you're raising your son. Um are you gonna are you only there, I guess, in terms of you know, playing for your professional career? Do you see yourself coming back to like the States and like, I don't know, like doing basketball camps? I don't know what people do after they're done playing, but like <laughs>
3: Well, you know, ever since, you know, now you when you have a child, man, you got to think, nah, I'm thinking five to ten years ahead of time. You know what I mean? So, like, as of now, this is the way I make my money. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Physically, honestly, I've been through two knee surgeries. Um, I've been through that whole heart thing. Honestly, I don't know how many years I have left. Um, but I will continue to play as long as I need to. But, you know, I'm thinking about, I am thinking about the next five years. I am thinking about what I'll be doing. Um, I have a couple of things that works. Me and, me and my close uh, friend, like a brother, Jeremy Williams now, he plays professionally overseas too, but uh, we're working on this thing called Life Through Hoops. You know, it's kind of a, it's it started off as a training kind of thing, but now we want to expand, expand into mentoring, expand into just, you know, that big brother aspect that not a lot of people got growing up. Because I wish I did have somebody like me who could sit me down and tell me, you know, what is out there for me, like the the life that I can experience if I go down the right kind of path. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was lucky and fortunate enough to get to the level I am now without the big brother and the help that I needed. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the Nigerian household, we're we're like, we're here with it. You know what I mean? And there's a a world out there that people need to know. You know what I mean? You don't need to just be, it's not just all about school. Now school is very important, but you need to be prepared for things that outside of school, outside of basketball that could hinder you you know what I mean? So that you know that that's what we're kind of trying to build, as well as pro training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we're gonna. We, we we've been working. Obviously, with COVID, it's been impossible to get into gyms and uh and train people. So yeah. you know, with the pandemic being over soon, you know, we're gonna focus more on that. Um, and even on the business side of things, there's so many other things we have in the work that we really can't speak about. But you know, I am thinking five years in advance. Um, yes. You know, because I gotta provide at this point. Like you know, as a, as a man. As a father, you got to provide for your family.
0: Yeah, hopefully that uh, the NBA ticket works out for you with uh, with Lil Man, and he's uh, a oh man!
3: In eighteen years, I have my my retirement plan is eighteen years from now. So don't you worry, (laughs) I'm kicking my feet (laughs) up very, very soon, man. I'm for everything I can
0: that kid. That's what's up. But nah, man. For for the most part, um, I don't know if anybody else has ever heard like you know your story and like the things that you've gone over. But I think the people who are going to listen to this are going to be like, damn. I know a lot more about Jamal now than I knew before, because, like, for example, I've only seen you like on the court play basketball, and I've never like had an interaction with you or talked to you. But, mm-hmm. hey, man, you're a solid dude. Besides the fact that you're Nigerian and even even, I mean, but other than that, like, <laughs> you cool. You cool.
3: No, <laughs> I appreciate that. And, yeah, and honestly, I don't really tell that story a lot, but man, like, people need to know. Like, and I don't really yeah. see myself. I don't really look in the mirror and see this Jamal that people see. Like, for me, I'm human. Like, I I have fun. I crack jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually kind of humbling or, you know, it makes me feel good, you know, that people can see me in that light, but it also makes me feel better that people can know that I'm human too, that I hurt the same way, that I've been yeah. through the same trials and tribulations as everyone else. And I'm still going through, you know, having a child ain't easy. So anybody out there who wants to have children, think twice before you have a child, because they Tell them are again. Not, yeah. you know, <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's a real life commitment that I'm learning each and every single day. Like, you know, uh, watching them grow up, like it, 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 it's great to see, you know it, the process is hard, but I'm enjoying it, man. But like, yeah, like you said, like I, I'm human, man. Like I go through everything the same way as everyone else, and I experience the same things as everyone else. Yeah, for sure.
1: I got and one up question. question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, outside of yourself, who's the best hooper in the Willows?
3: Ooh, man. Ooh, that's tough man. Because we had some ball players, man. I think Jeremy would be mad if I didn't say him, so I'm gonna go ahead and say Jeremy Williams. <laughs>
1: okay. You know? All right.
0: Okay. Nah, no, that's what's up. I mean, I can't, I can't deny it. Like, even like as a, as a young kid, everybody, like that's one thing, like, cause you know, we went to school with like Brandon Headley and like, uh and like a few, yeah, other people, but yeah. one thing, one yeah, thing he yeah. always would tell niggas, he was like, man, can't nobody group with the Willows. And I'd be like, well, why not? Like, why, why y'all think y'all so good? You know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like for a lot of, I guess, people associated with that neighborhood, like basketball has always been like, from like real small basketball has been like yeah, a thing. The OG. Like,
3: Og wow. to, the, to the to the young boys now, man. Like the Willows, man. We we produced them, like and even Behead. Like I want. I was going to say Behead too, because that boy was a sharpshooter in high school. But um, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it. And even Ryan, Ryan was pretty good too. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it with Jeremy
0: nah respect respect hopefully man uh you know there's a uh, i i know that people be doing like open runs at courts or they do like king of the courts in different tournaments i know my man jay black does the all-in summer tour so i don't know if you're gonna come out of retirement for like for like the street hoops one time we're gonna see you out there you know uh, to let man, people know what it, it is me. yeah he's been
3: asking me but um, <laughs> i don't know man like when he, you got he, a professional he, career though you know what i mean so like yeah it's a little different man especially with the summertime you know the summertime nowadays is like spending most of my time with my family because in the season, my time ain't really that much available. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe for the right price, I told him, if somebody won't come out there and put up some real bread to play me one-on-one, then that's fine. But it didn't Hey, just you, heard it,
0: you heard it here on the AMB b podcast. If somebody want to put up some real bread to see Jamal, make sure the numbers is correct, and he'll step out there and take your yeah, bread. Yeah, I'll come out there, man.
1: Yeah, nah, because we might need you because last, last summer, uh, they was getting Moko out of the way, and I was like, "Damn, why ain't none of the real hoopers here? Like,
3: what the?" Yeah, I mean, they're they they probably hooping
0: because right hooping is their job. If they, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're
3: yeah, the real hoopers, it, so. it, it, it gotta be, it gotta be for the right price to bring the right to bring the right ones out. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, respect. Well, without further ado, Alistair, can you hold us down with with the this or that?
1: Absolutely, it's a bunch of random questions. All you have to do is say this or that. You're not ready for them. You Mm -hmm. don't know what they're going to be. Are you ready?
0: I mean, apparently not, because you just said we won't be. But go ahead. Exactly.
1: (laughs) All right. First question. Better player, De'Aaron Fox or John Morant?
3: It's a tough question, man. I'm gonna say De'Aaron Fox right now.
1: And John John Morant. John Morant. John Morant. Yeah. Better college phenomenon uh jimmy for that or
0: jj reddick jj reddick that's tough I'm that's good, tough man. but like man Jimmer. it's because it's because of where jimmy was pulling up from but jj reddick was almost putting up 30
3: points i mean so right, same right, with Jimmer, yeah. but he I'm, did it at Duke, I'm, though go, you know i'm gonna go jj i'm gonna go jj but geez, that's not a good question <laughs> yeah that's a tough one though uh
1: yeah. would you rather get paid in pennies or live with no electricity
0: Like, am I getting like a good amount of money? It's just in pennies, or but like. you
1: get paid right now in pennies?
0: Damn, that's an inconvenience though, bro. But not having electricity.
1: give me paid in pennies, bro. Paid in pennies, bro. I need yeah, the brand. Yeah, I like some candle. <laughs> yeah. Um, low tops or high tops for hoop and shoes?
3: No tops.
0: Low tops because the KD fours are the best hoop shoes ever. Uh, yeah.
3: right the right on. Galaxy one. Yeah! 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 With the strap okay. that come across like the front, yeah, yeah, yeah. them Joneses, yeah, those are pretty ones, top knots, yeah. bro. Uh,
1: Chris Brown or Usher?
3: God, these are some great questions, man.
1: Um, it's like it's
0: almost like that Wizkid burner boy question. It's like, bro, we don't get we don't get breezy, and if, if Usher don't do what Usher do, so yeah. I'm gonna say Usher for right now, but it might <laughs> it might change. <laughs> It might change when you post it on the timeline, but yeah, you gotta go with it, us, man. He gave us confessions, uh, bro.
3: And let it burn. Uh, yeah, I, was about to say, I I I oof. I Chris Brown don't really compete with nobody, man. Usher sure had to compete with so many uh different talents, man. Um I'm gonna go Usher.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. And last one, better mixtape. Rich forever or Barter Six?
3: Rich Forever. Rich forever,
0: bro. And I'm and I'm a, and I'm, a thug, I'm a big Thug fan, but like the way that Rick Ross that with the way that that whole album make you feel, is... It...
3: That was his to me. That 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 Rich Forever was like the coming, not coming out, because he had other albums. Like I love I love uh, Ross, but that was his one that kind of put him on a map, map. Like you know, people. I remember when that Rich Forever did come out, and we downloaded it and we was on the school bus. I mean, going to a game, man. At that point, it was like, oh, Ross is here, mm-hmm. so I'm going Rich Forever. Yeah,
0: not for sure. Um. Well, yeah, man. Allison thank you for holding us down with this or that. Um. Before we wrap up, Jamal, is there anything that you want to leave the people with? That you want to shout anybody out? If you want to do your uh, your social media, any of that?
3: No, I'll just shout out the Willows real quick, man. You know, um, you know, those are always good people, and I always, you know, I'll leave off with of just saying, you know, um, God, man, like that, that right there, him right here, is just the reason why why, why I'm living the life I'm living. I give everything to him, and as you guys can see, with the stuff that I've went through. Um personally, you know, how can I give it to him? You know what I mean? Like in in if anybody's ever having trouble or needed a uh a testimony, I and mean, you heard it right here, you know. I gave my testimony, y'all heard it right here. And um, you know, just believe and just you know put all your faith into anything you want to do.
0: Real spill. Appreciate that. Alistair, man, do you want to leave the people with anything? Maybe your stairs to greatness for this week.
3: Absolutely.
1: This week's stairs to greatness, people liking you, believing you, and supporting you. Isn't a given. It's a bonus. The real goal is liking yourself. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram, Stairs to Greatness. Make sure you follow our podcast page, AMB period podcast, AMB period podcast. I'm about to give a little more content from the cipher that we were just at. So keep a lookout for that on the timeline. Shouts to underscore Dre Wave. I see you doing your thing out there in the. And shouts to Steve for putting on a great show. Uh, so Bryce said it at the top of the episode, but I gotta give you another shout out because that was really dope. Um, like I, and I've also been saying, everybody in the area, we're, we got too much talent down here. We gotta work together to make it out. All right. So I'm gonna throw it to you, co-host.
0: Appreciate that. As always, man, I don't have anything profound to say. Um, hey man, just, you know, it's about to be a hot summer. Get your vaccines ready. You know what I mean? The sun dresses is gonna be out. Um. Yeah, man. We saw a preview yesterday. What DC is gonna look like again? So life is coming back to normal. It was outside.
3: Yes. Oh yeah. yeah yes. I saw my yes. uh,
0: yeah. on my feed. Yeah. Nah. He it was, was outside definitely outside, outside man. drunk, walking the streets, bro. It was uh It was. It was. It was almost kind of beautiful to see because, like I said, we haven't been like that in a little while. Um. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get a little wild. So you know, everybody, just make sure you're safe and you do your vaccine thing. Um, if you can. Hey,
1: even if you don't wear, it, just bring it. You know. Just... Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, you can follow me on social media. Um, on Twitter, Young Tamarack, Y O U N G T A M A R A C K, and on Instagram, Kofi Bryce underscore K O F I B R Y C E underscore. Um, and man, wow. You know what I just realized? I did not think about the song that's going to play on the podcast this week. I'm lacking, but um, but I knew what, we play uh, music from. You said what? The new Nate. Did it drop already? Okay. Well, you'll hear some new music from Nature Well on this week of the a podcast. So uh, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. Peace.
1: We out. All right. Yeah. If the wind goes down. Yeah.
2: No ghost stories, nothing moves without my touch. They have been looking tired, I can tell when the time's up. That little baby popping, she can always get flown through. My family tree extending, we have been growing out more rules. They heard that I record, then they get reconnected. I made my own brothers I can step with. Never on this journey did I look for exits, focused on protecting rep. I just never miss, and everybody show respect. I've seen what being patient gets. All my motives still in motion. I changed the narrative and made the notion that success the only way that we coping. My father focused on his lotto dreams. She graduated with degrees. more in the model scene we all got a path to follow I'll be drinking over half the bottle all the verses getting written like novels turn the page on bad traditions I was molded under bad conditions still never slipping on my position I've been feeling automatic i be in shock if rappers wanted static No they want to get it the way I have it she like my tone and how I said it too I can never leave us tired I have to let it loose losing yourself an easy way to fall I know enough to know I'll never know it all I report on what I saw this is live from all of the thoughts in my head I got a reason for my action and things that i said this is the mark of a beast i stopped getting my sleep she like coming around me and from mine it ain't ease. i break bread like it's a last supper right now i gotta look past all of my past lovers god is how i stay covered she... I roll the dice without casino spending, I feel I got a lot of payments pending, shots sending, never been my cup of tea, could never change on her, she be changing me, times I like to play the villain, show them what they hate to see, brace yourself for broken promises and lack of action, a lot of hunger in the way we rapping, used to scribble on a napkin, don't avoid the pressure, I ain't brace it, a lot of people turn they back and show me what I'm faced with, I've seen things they said a young boy shouldn't have, I'm at peace with my decisions whether good or bad, only trust my vision, I don't look into the optics, I've seen a lot of splits, went too focused on the pressure, I feel let's it, let's tell you. É, escure a vida que quero, mas às vezes ela vem com surpresas, vem com despesas, vem sem tempo de nos preparar. Se lembra que tudo o que vem o teu passado já te preparou. I could be wrong. I hurt money niece save your life, but I see people die so many times why they still alive taste things instead of breathing life. Oh, me love not only money. Uh, you don't owe me nothing. No. You don't owe me nothing. But love Nothing but love, but love.